Welcome to the Daily Pursuit Podcast. What's going on, you guys? Today is all about growing your brain and understanding the process that it takes to do so, understanding the keys to developing and taking action on our ability to grow our brain and become better in our life, to level up in our life and to truly accomplish what we want to accomplish. We have this amazing piece of meat and physiology between our ears that we can continue to develop and change for the better. So today's episode is all about that. I hope you guys enjoy this one. Let me know what you think. So with that, let's dive in to growing our brain. How's it going, everyone? Hope you have a fantastic day so far. Today is all about growing your brain, not only psychologically, mentally, but physiologically as well. This is an area that I am super passionate about and have been continuing my education on not only, as I say, for physiological benefits of understanding neurology and the effects that it can have on our performance in athletics, in general health and life, but also mentally and psychologically for ourselves, understanding how we can further develop our brains so that we can take deeper, more purposeful action in our life. And so that's what I want to share today, and that's what I want to discuss today is some of the concepts that I've learned, some of the experiences that I've had in regards to growing our brain. Now, our intelligence can change. And like I say, I've been learning a lot about the brain recently, and I'm excited to continue to learn about the brain. And the cool thing about our brain is that it can change a lot. We can actually become a lot smarter, more effective, take more action, have more ability to grow by doing conscious work on our brain itself. We can develop a stronger and smarter brain. We aren't just stuck with a certain border-based brain structure and ability at a certain age for the rest of our life. Now, this underlying notion is called neuroplasticity, the ability to further develop and have continual change and adaptation in our brain. And it's the brain's ability to change itself constantly by creating new neural pathways and losing those pathways which are no longer used. So on a very basic level, the quote that often is stated with this is use it or lose it. Some of you might have heard this in the gym setting. If you don't use it, you lose it. If you don't do your strength work, guess what? You're not going to get stronger. If you don't do your aerobic training, guess what? Your aerobic capacity is going to go down. It's the same thing with the brain, that our brain wants to conserve as much energy as possible to allow us to live longer so that we can stay alive. And so it is going to pay attention to what you are giving it, the inputs you are feeding it, 
and it's going to create even stronger connections to those inputs that you're giving it and it's going to get rid of and eliminate anything that you're not providing it because holding on to that and having connections there would be wasting too much energy would not provide it with the ability to to live longer and have a greater prediction ability so we want to encourage the brain's neuroplasticity as a key to sustained learning through our adulthood as a key to sustained emotional intelligence which can help us remain open-minded and intuitive and able to overcome biases as we go throughout our adulthood we aren't stuck with a certain capacity and ability at a certain age and that's what we got for life i think that's a main point that is going to underline and underscore this entire discussion today that we can always make changes. We know from childhood the development of the brain is so important and it's so capable of developing and changing as we grow up. And yes, it does get a little bit more challenging when we reach adulthood to change our brain and to create those changes necessary. But it doesn't mean it's not possible. Now, it's not as easy as, you know, doing a crossword every day, doing your Sudoku, for those of you that know what Sudoku is, you know, it's not as easy as just simply doing that. That's a good thing to do throughout your entire life. Absolutely, it has, has benefit. But for the brain to actually rewire itself, it's going to require sustained practice of a new behavior, which will sufficiently challenge your brain to think in a new way. Our brain likes novelty. And so if we can provide it with stimulus and inputs that challenge it, that make it pay attention, then those new neural pathways will begin connecting and create stronger connections as we continue to practice those new patterns and develop those new abilities and stimulate those inputs on a regular basis. Now think about just simply learning something new. Whether it's learning a new language, whether it's learning a new instrument, whether it's learning a new concept or a new um, subject. It's tough. It takes work. Think about in training related, building your strength up, building an aerobic capacity, ability to run for longer distance. It takes work. And guess what? Our brain is involved in all of that. And the brain needs to work to stimulate growth and forge those new neural pathways. So we have to put in those repetitions. So a baseline starting point to really come to terms with in growing your brain, not only psychologically, but physiologically, is that, yes, it's going to take work. Sorry, you guys, it always will take work. There is no magic pill. There is no switch. There is no matrix. Just plug yourself in and download, at least not yet. <laughs> Who knows in the future? But our brain is capable of making the changes if we want to put that work in.
if we want to make those changes so that we can better ourselves and grow. There's also a term called brain agility that comes into play in all of this. Now, brain agility is, is what it generally sounds like. If we think about agility training from a performance perspective, brain agility is the ability of our brain to approach situations and adapt and react to those situations. So our ability to develop the brain's functions that maybe you currently underutilize, that you need to increase so that you have better ability to adapt and approach situations in a higher state, in a greater ability. Having greater brain agility helps you maximize your brain's performance across diverse and unfamiliar tasks that you take on in your life. Now, we as humans, we as individuals, and our brains in general, our old brain, we're wired to avoid losing. Now on a simple level, losing a match, losing a game, losing a competition, losing 50 bucks, losing your keys, we're wired to avoid those things. But we're also wired to not lose in life. AKA, our brain is wired to keep us alive, like I've said. So, we would prefer, consciously and unconsciously, to not lose, as opposed, as opposed to focusing on winning and acquiring gains. But... In order to change, in order to develop, in order to grow, we have to put ourselves outside of our comfort zone. Avoiding losing is staying within our comfort zone. It's staying, keeping our brain within the state of comfort that it can predict and know. But if we want to increase our brain's agility, if we want to increase its ability to function for us and grow our brain and develop better capabilities and higher performance, we need to step out of that comfort zone. And we need to develop the skills that, as much as we may not want to admit it, that we struggle with, that we know could help us become a better human a better performer, a better husband, a better mother, a better person in the workplace, a better athlete. We need to do those things that we currently struggle with so that our brain is more flexible and capable and resilient to take on whatever we present to it whatever we feed it, whatever we go about in our day-to-day -day lives. It's more resilient to switching tasks and to focusing. That's a big area that I think everyone often has struggles with. Our ability to focus on something that we want to do. It takes work. It takes changing our brain and our pathways to be able to 
truly focus in on a task, whether it's a task right in front of us or a bigger picture task that we want to accomplish. We all have particular skills that we have developed over the years, from childhood all the way up until now, based on our life, based on the things that we have done continuously and repeatedly. At work, at home, in the gym, in our relationships. And those demands that we've placed in our brain have created certain pathways and predictions that our brain expects. But as we know, the world is constantly changing. Our environment is constantly changing. We are constantly being fed millions and millions of different bits of information. And our brain needs to process all of that. And we need to continue to develop our skills and ability to adapt and respond accordingly to the inputs that are coming in. We need to be able to be adaptable to new situations and ways of thinking. This way we can continue to take action and greater action in our life and towards our goals. Now notice I said respond, not react. Because more often than not in a changing environment that in a world that is constantly changing, we tend to simply react to what we're facing because we haven't done the work to develop the skills necessary in order to respond to that changing environment. Reacting to it sometimes may work out by luck, I'd hate to say, but oftentimes reacting does not have any follow-up. It doesn't go any further. There's sort of a dead stop with reaction. But if we develop proper skills and ability and brain agility, then we're better able to respond to our environment. We're better able to adapt to the situation and truly attack it in the right way or in the way that, at the time, makes the most sense. But we have the skills and abilities to process it all. So by developing an agile brain, this can have an even greater impact than you think. We have so many things in our life that are automated. And we ourselves become very automated in our actions. By the time we are 35 years old, I've said it before, I think it's around 90 to 95% of what we do is an automatic reaction. It's something that we don't even really think about. It's just an habitual act that we're used to in our day-to-day -day lives. And so think about that from our brain's neuroplasticity and creating greater connection and greater brain agility. It's going to have an effect because if we aren't actually consciously thinking about the actions that we're taking in our day-to-day -day life, then use it or lose it. The brain is going to start to deteriorate and go, well, 
Don't need that because that's too much energy. Don't need that because that's too much energy. Don't need that because that's too much energy. That's not going to serve us to live long, healthy, productive, impactful lives. So let's ensure that we keep that brain agility intact, that we keep challenging our skill set, that we give us the opportunity to have the capability to respond and not just react. Now, mindset in itself is a massive topic. And the mastery of our mindset is a massive, massive topic. And I'm sure many have heard of fixed mindset versus growth mindset. And that truly does come into play here. That is a factor in all of this, in our ability to grow our brain. Now, Stanford professor Carol Dweck suggested that most people's brains can be described as having a fixed or a growth mindset. So I'm just going to do a quick little overview of those two types of mindsets. And so someone that has a fixed mindset typically will avoid new challenges due to fear of failure in it, due to the worry that they have about the outcome. They're not going to go after something new because there's a potential for a negative occurring. However, someone with a growth mindset sees these opportunities, or these problems, I should say, these challenges, as opportunities. These are areas of opportunity to seize, latch onto, grab a hold of, because they're providing a greater ability to develop and learn and grow. Hence the growth mindset title. Someone that has a fixed mindset thinks that skills, abilities, those are just innate things. But what we know is that the most successful people have a growth mindset because they have an ongoing desire to learn and adapt and develop their skill set. They have an ongoing desire to continue to grow in their life, learn new things, challenge their abilities, no matter if they fail or not, which is a massive key to our growth and development. We can't be afraid to fail. And I think growth mindset is just as much about failure and our willingness to fail as it is about the openness to learning. Can't have one without the other, I think. Can't be open to learning if you're afraid to fail. Because in failure, we will learn. Failure is opportunity for growth. Now, it's common, and I see this all the time, that 
as people get older, as they age, especially in the health and fitness industry, we see it where people go, oh, I just can't do that. I'm too old. They create a ceiling and a restriction for themselves. Their age, the number, somehow means that they're not capable of doing something. And this occurs, especially when it comes to growing our brain and developing our abilities. We get stagnant. We figure, oh, I'm getting older, so trying new things is just meh. It's going to be too hard. It's not going to be possible. There's no way I could learn to do that. But we must, we must switch that mindset. We must challenge ourselves as we grow. If we want to live a life of happiness and fulfillment, if we want to feel alive throughout the entirety of our lives, we can't just throw in the towel when our age, the number, reaches a certain point. We can always continue to develop. Now it starts with understanding and identifying our resistance or a lack of willingness to grow and adapt and change and take on new tasks and try new things. We must accept and understand that it is possible to become more, no matter our age. It is possible to continue to grow and develop and create the neuroplastic change, no matter our age. So instead of avoiding learning a new skill or taking up a new hobby or trying something that has terrified you from doing, something that you've always been interested or wanted to accomplish, but haven't out of fear, let's step out into that uncomfortable area. Step out of your comfort zone. Try it out. Find someone to help you take it on. Have your support network that helps push you and support you to take on that new task keeps you accountable to that new task. It doesn't need to be anything crazy or complicated. Just simply starting and being consistent with it, being disciplined with it, you'd be amazed by what you learn, by how you develop, how you change, the clarity that comes to your life, your brain's focus, your brain's ability. going through trial and error and failing and then learning and failing and learning and failing and learning and failing and learning. The massive impact that this has on your resiliency and your flexibility for life will astound you. It'll truly change your life. It'll change yourself. I've said it before in previous episodes that if we truly want to step up and accomplish a big goal, 
or big tasks that we've put out in front of us, that often takes stepping into a new self. It doesn't mean that you suddenly become some other person from a personality standpoint, let's say. But you become another person from that ability and drive and focus. You literally create change in your brain that allows you to accomplish more and to take action in a far greater way. Now often what happens when people start to take action is we tend to overcomplicate it. We tend to think more is better. I think that's a safe thing to assume, especially when it comes to training as well. More is better. Do more reps, more reps, more reps, more of this, more of that. More, 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 more. But again, our brain is a prediction machine. And so, yes, we need novelty, but starting off with simplicity will do far more for us. When I'm first starting to work with someone and remapping their body map for them so they have a greater awareness of their body, we make it very simple. And so that looks like, from a movement perspective, we do joint articulations, which essentially means joint circles. I have them do very slow, simple, controlled circles of their ankle joint, their knee joint, their hip joint, their spine, their shoulders, their elbows, their wrists, their fingers, their neck, their jaw. We start simple because we're already taking in so much information and doing so much processing with our hectic daily lives that sometimes just simplifying a new thing down so that we can focus on it with so much intention, that'll have an even greater impact than you think. Over time, we'll develop the complexity out. But pressing that pause button, creating simplicity, will have a surprising impact on your ability to grow and change and your brain's ability to grow and change. The statement that comes to mind with this is discipline equals freedom. And this is the underlying topic that I discuss in next week's episode with Brad Halsman. And it's this underlying discussion and topic around discipline equal freedom where it's truly simplistic. Taking simplistic action, being present in the moment, can have massive impacts and repercussions for us in a positive way. Now, what often is discussed in order to bring mindfulness to everything is breathing routines or meditation routines or mindfulness routines. So by simplifying everything down and taking time to be present with ourselves, 
can truly create long and short-term benefits and physical changes to our brain. So as you go about creating a greater practice and a greater ability to grow your brain and you become very intentional with your actions in that regard, taking the time to be present and work on mindfulness is a key component of this. For myself, I have a breathing routine that I literally do every night when I lay in bed before I go to sleep. I go through a breathing routine and while I'm doing that, I am replaying and rethinking what I am grateful for for that day and what I could have done to make it even better, to make it even better. And I've written those things down prior to going to bed. But then when I get in bed, there's a breathing routine and mindfulness work that levels up my brain's function and ability and focus. And then the physiological benefits of this as well occur. So in our short term, doing mindfulness in conjunction with breath work, we can decrease the stress that we have, which most people are super freaking stressed out. So we can decrease and reduce our levels of stress hormones. Longer term effects, if we do this consistently, consistently. Now I'm not asking, saying that this has to be a 30 minute a day thing. Like when someone starts training, get in three times a week. Make that a routine. Same thing with this. But if we continue to have that frequency and we are consistent with it and we're disciplined with it, it will actually lead to an increase in gyrification which is the formation of more folds in our prefrontal cortex. Now our prefrontal cortex is a part of our brain associated with our higher executive functions, like thinking more flexibly and creatively, being able to switch between tasks and make reasonable decisions, responding instead of reacting. So it's can't say this enough how important it is to take that time. In a prior episode about sleep, we talked about creating an evening routine that gets you away from stimulants like blue light and whatnot and provides a space where you can sort of debrief the day, where you can reset and refocus. This is the same thing. This is that time, and it may not be in the evening for you. This might be in the morning when you first wake up. This might be midday that you have a period of time where you work this in. But it's so important to do. Press the pause button on the hectic nature of life and take the 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes to be present in the moment. 
because it has such massive effects for you. Physiologically, psychologically. If we can better understand and be present with ourselves, then we are going to allow our brain to continue to be more flexible throughout our life. If we can be present in the moment and truly absorb and take in the information and process it and grow our brain, we can be more flexible in life. And in doing so, we are going to constantly be challenging how we think and approach situations. And it's not going to feel comfortable. And it probably never will because you're constantly going to be adapting and learning and developing. But it's going to help us develop our ability to stay emotionally intelligent, stay intuitive and stay flexible in the moment which will have massive effects and benefits for us as we grow older. This is something that I've really noticed and focused on as I became a parent and as I am a parent. This notion of how we think and approach situations, how we talk, how we verbalize things. So something as simple as the way that we praise our child can affect their mindset. And so it became very apparent to me of how I was communicating because how I spoke and how I approached the situation can and will have an impact on my daughter's self-confidence and how she deals with things, deals with challenges. So it's really challenged me to have to become more adaptable and it challenged me to grow and develop because now I have to think about the statement say hey great job on that test you must be so smart it's a common statement seems innocent enough but it, that statement in itself can create a fixed mindset and this is something that I had to learn and I had to think about and I had to grow and develop the ability to understand this so that I could speak in a better way. So instead of saying great job on that test, you must be so smart. Instead, the focus is on the work that's being done. So great job on that test, you must have worked really hard. And it took becoming a parent and challenging myself to level up my abilities to communicate to truly understand this and to create a change in my own brain to become better. Because this applies to me as a parent, but it applies to communication to anyone in general. How we communicate and how we handle situations and respond to situations has a massive impact. So in this case, it was about focusing on the work that it actually took. 
We want to create a healthy attitude, a belief that our child can improve and succeed with continued effort. Now, I think it goes without saying that that structure applies not only to children and to the communication we have with children, but to everything we do. And this is the idea behind a growth mindset. Let's focus on the work that it took, the challenges that we faced, and dig into those. Because by digging into those things and truly learning them and understanding, understanding that your talents and abilities can be developed through effort, through persistence, through discipline, we can continue to grow and have a healthy attitude, mindset, and health in general and succeed in life. We know that the brain is plastic. We know that with focus and practice we can make the change. It can grow new cells. We can strengthen those neurological pathways. So let's take action on that. Let's challenge ourselves to actually utilize that ability. Let's challenge ourselves to take a step forward and grow this amazing hunk of tissue between our ears. Now, at this point, I'm sure it's like, okay, okay, I get it. My brain can change. There's this thing called neuroplasticity. That's awesome. Cool. I got to put some effort in. I got to do some work. But how? Where the hell do I start? What are some things that I can do as a starting point? Now, there's a multitude, like, honestly, a multitude of different things that we can focus on and start with. And this takes some personal development, some digging into ourself and really getting honest with ourselves about where we are right now and what we are doing to further our lives and to make the changes necessary. And so a starting point is to acknowledge and embrace our limitations. Because limitations are areas of opportunity. We can't just hide from our weaknesses and our limitations. Because then what are we going to do? We're never going to overcome them. If we hide from them, they will continue to be limitations. And we'll probably continue to do them and repeat them. Those actions or inactions. And by repeating those things... Our brain is going to go, okay, they like to do that thing more. So we're going to create that structure and that connection even more. Our brain doesn't identify right or wrong. It just identifies what it can predict the most. And if it predicts that you are going to continue to hide from your weaknesses, guess what? You're going to continue to do that. So let's start by acknowledging and embracing our limitations. They're areas of opportunity for us. Massive areas. They're scary as fuck. I get it. But they're going to provide so much for you if you embrace them and take them on. 
if you take them on as opportunities. Having the growth mindset means relishing opportunities for self-improvement. So when those limitations come up, when you feel that sticky point, that's where you go, oh yeah, let's dig into this. Relish that opportunity so that you can grow and improve. Another thing comes down to the terminology that we use in our life. For us to grow, we do have to make some conscious changes to the words that we use. And it seems very cliche and simple, but it makes an impact. So when you're talking and you discuss failing, I don't need you to just exactly replace it with learning or adapting or whatnot, but don't just stick on the word failing. If you make a mistake, and when you make a mistake, and when you fall short of a goal, in that micro moment, that thing didn't happen. You didn't accomplish it. But what did you learn in that moment? Because what you learned, if you make the intention to focus and identify that, that's far greater than the actual act of not accomplishing it. So when failure occurs, again, it's an area of opportunity. So I embrace failure. I fail all the freaking time. But I'm excited about it because I'm like, sweet, what can I take from this? And I used to not be like that. And failure used to crush me whether it was in a relationship, whether it was in sports, whether it was in training, whether it was in life or school. As much as I hated school, I hated failing. I, like, failure used to crush me in school. But that was also part of an external stimulus and focus that I had, where I was worried about external environment. But then I got to a point where I embraced when I failed because I learned that there was so much to learn from those moments of failure, from those moments of not accomplishing what I had set out to do. And that's okay. Another thing when it comes to terminology and words, using the word yet. Now this is a simple thing, it seems kind of silly, but honestly, using the word yet. So when you make a statement that you didn't accomplish X, I didn't hit the weight I wanted to hit yet. It's a simple three-letter word. However, the impact that that has on your brain is astounding. Because by stating I didn't do X yet, or I didn't accomplish Y yet. You are now creating the structure in your mind that it's coming. It hasn't happened, but you're working towards it, that it will happen. 
instead of there being a dead stop and you limiting yourself and setting limiting beliefs, you now have a growth mindset and expanding belief that it will happen. It hasn't happened right now, yet it will. As well, the other statement that I have been working on incorporating into my life as well is that statement of get to. And again, this seems so simple and so minor in the whole scheme of things. But yet, like we said, simplicity is key. And so when things happen in life, instead of saying, oh, I have to go do this, ugh, whatever, I get to go do this. Now I'm going to go deep on you guys for a second because life is freaking short. And it's cliche, I know, but fuck, it's freaking short. You don't know tomorrow or the next day or a week from now or a month from now. You don't know if that's promised or going to be there. So when you have things come up in your life, you get to do them. You get to go do that thing. You get to go to the store and get groceries. Do you know how many people would love to be in your position to get to go to a store and buy some freaking groceries? That is a massive thing. So a simple change of statement to you get to do something or you haven't accomplished something yet. This literally makes a physiological change in your brain and allows for growth to occur, allows for you to make that move into a new self the more that you do it. So work on the words that you use because they will help create the change necessary. Now, like I talked about with failure, I was looking at external sources. I was seeking approval from external sources. And so when I failed, I felt that I failed in the eyes of those external sources because I was seeking approval from them. And it took me getting to a place where I didn't need external approval. I didn't seek approval from anyone else because the only approval that mattered was within myself. But when you prioritize approval over your actual learning and development, you are sacrificing your own potential for growth. You're literally sacrificing your ability to grow as an individual. So I can't say this enough, but fuck what anyone thinks. Do not give a fuck what anyone thinks. It doesn't mean you don't appreciate them, care about them, hear what they're saying to you. But stop seeking their approval and prioritizing that over your own self-growth and your own ability to not hit the mark, but that's okay and learn from it. Not letting it weigh you down and drag you down. So stop seeking approval. Once we are in that state, we're able to actually value and appreciate 
the process that we're on over the end result. It doesn't mean that we don't have the end result in mind because we want to reverse engineer from the end result, but the process matters way more and we're going to value it way more. We're going to appreciate being in it. How many times have you had a goal that you wanted to reach and you got there and then it's like, okay, now what? Because it was the process that really fired you up. And yeah, it was dope to accomplish the end goal. But that doesn't last. The process is what sticks with you. And in order to value that process and truly know that that, that journey that you need to go on, you need to do what my friend Brad Holzman says, and that's cultivate a definitive or definite, I should say, major purpose. Cultivate a definite major purpose in your life. Because if you do that and you cultivate that and you create that and you identify that, what is it that you're wanting to do? That process is going to be even more amazing and tangible and create even more change for you. And along the way, fucking celebrate your growth. Celebrate the micro accomplishments that you hit along the other way, along the way, with other people. Acknowledge those times that you accomplished something. Don't just pass them off as, yeah, I did that, but the amount of times that I hear people say, yeah, I did this, but, and they throw in multi reasons why it's not as important as it, as, you know, they think it is. Stop. You did something amazing. You accomplished something. Celebrate that shit. Truly acknowledge your growth. And share it with other people. So that they can experience your joy and happiness. And everyone will vibe off of that shit. It makes an impact. You celebrating yourself... And your growth could spur someone on to doing something amazing in their life. It's not about being egotistical or anything that way. It's just truly having that energy within yourself of, fuck yeah, I did this. And I'm proud of myself for the work that I put in to do it. In doing that, you are focusing on and emphasizing your desire to grow and develop versus just trying to get to the end result versus just speed in the process. Because it's in that, it's in the, the trenches of it all that growth truly really occurs. And when you celebrate that, massive things continue to happen because you're acknowledging the work that was done to get you there. You're acknowledging what it takes to get there. And to continue on that journey. And so by acknowledging that, by emphasizing the growth aspect, your brain will make changes. Because it's going to want to make sure that it can predict that next amazing thing. That next input. That continues to lead you down the path of growth and development.
at the same time that we acknowledge our wins, let's also provide ourselves with regular opportunities for reflection. And like I talked about earlier with the mindfulness aspect, that's where this kind of falls in. Along the journey, along the process, as you are growing your brain, reflect on what's working and what isn't. And understand that your effort is going to be the key to continued growth and development over anything else, over any underlying talent that you have. It's your effort and the grit that you cultivate that's going to be key to your continued development and growth. But it takes reflecting on what's going on in order to accomplish that. It takes being present and open and honest with yourself about, hey, what have I done really well? What's been working? What have I accomplished? High five, fuck yeah, I did that. But also, where's the challenges been? Where's the limitations been? Where's the areas of opportunity that I can dig into a little bit more, that I can put a little more effort into so that I can continue to grow even more? take even more action in my life. And when you do that and you identify those things, as you go along and you accomplish those further tasks, those further goals, you reach those certain milestones, acknowledge them, celebrate them, and then we continue to develop the next step. We take the time to acknowledge and celebrate, and then we continue to grow and build because it's a never ending thing. It's called the pursuit of excellence for a reason because there is no end point. And that's great because life comes to an abrupt end. When we reach our deathbed, it's an abrupt end. But along the way, it's that continual ever development of ourself. So acknowledge, celebrate along the way and then continue to push that envelope. Yes, it might mean taking risks. It might mean that you fail, and then you learn something, and then you adapt and you develop and you grow your brain to become even better, to become even more resilient and flexible, and ability to adapt to situations and respond effectively to situations. It truly does come down to that effort and your ability to be realistic with your effort, the time that you're putting in, the things that you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis to improve your life. And we must, and this is the cap caveat of it all, we must take ownership over ourselves and the effort that we bring to the table every day. We must take ownership in that. Because if we don't take ownership in that, we will not grow our brain. We will not grow and develop as an individual. We have to take ownership for our own life and the actions that we take, the process that we are on. We must seek help when we need it. We must do the tough things that are uncomfortable. 
We must step out of our comfort zone to challenge ourselves so that we can grow. So let's really dig in, put that effort in, take ownership over your life. Don't let external sources be running your life. It's your life, 400 trillion to frickin' one. Take ownership over it. And let's grow our brains together. Alright you guys, well, there you have it. I hope your brain isn't hurting too much right now listening to me for the past hour talking about ways that we can grow and develop our brain and our ability to level up in our life and level up our brain and its function. This was a topic that I am absolutely passionate about learning even more and more about. Uh, As I say, I'm taking education into this on a regular basis as our brains and their abilities is so fascinating to me. So as always, I hope you guys truly enjoyed this episode. Please leave me a review. Please send a link out or share this with a friend of yours that you believe could use this information to level up in their life uh, if it's something that they need uh, to help them in their life right now. Please share this out on your social media. Tag me in it. Tag the Daily Pursuit podcast in it. And let's spread the word. I truly appreciate you guys. I'm grateful for all of you that take the time to listen. And as I say, we're going to continue to develop this platform. I have many more interviews lined up and just super pumped to continue to put out content for everyone. So with that, as always, have an amazing day. Level up. Voices rising like a church choir.